I'm Brad J. This is Tame Your Talent. Welcome to my podcast, Tame Your Talent. It's all about the journey. Professional announcer for the past 20-some-odd years, 25, something like that. You know, X Games, the Olympics, U.S. snowboarding, free skiing, what have you, uh, major events like Red Bull, Rampage, like all kinds of stuff, do tour, doing it all, and just kind of going through the, uh, the motions as uh, I worked my way from where I was, humble beginnings all the way to being a top TV announcer. I've done it. Been doing the Olympics now, seven Olympics under my belt. Hate to toot my own horn, but been doing a lot of stuff. And that's what Tame Your Talent is all about. I also have my YouTube page. You could subscribe to that. And then my website, uh, TameYourTalent.com, because that's all about my announcer training school and stuff like that that I'm putting together. Okay, what is this podcast all about? I started, uh, I don't know, what, 13, 12 episodes ago, started highlighting my book. I wrote down 20 chapters in a book I'm doing called The Ninth Caller. It's the story of my life, basically. Becoming an announcer from humble beginnings, like I was saying. And I wrote these chapter outlines, basically, and put a bunch of bullet points down. So I didn't actually write the book. But then I thought, wow, what a great idea. Brad J, third-person reference. How about instead of writing those down, why don't you do each of those chapters in a podcast in order so basically, it'll be 20 podcasts in a row. It'll be kind of the story of your life. And people could start from one and work their way all the way. Not that people would want to do that. But if you did, the opportunity's there. Okay. I do have a radio show. Yes, people actually pay me besides podcasting. And that's at ktyd.com. Ktyd.com. Now, here's the deal. Put this in the memory banks. I'm there. On that, I do a show, Classic Rock, Aerosmith, the ZZ Top, all that in between, Stones, you know. You know the whole deal. You know the deal, okay? And I do that show 7 p.m. till 12 a.m., Monday through Friday. And if you don't live in Santa Barbara or Ventura, California, that's okay because you can get it on the intraweb at ktyd.com. There's even an app, a free app available to get it at the App Store. KTYD. There you go. So you can get my show. 7 to midnight on the West Coast. Adjust to your time zone. And you can rock out with your socks out. You know what I mean? That's the show. Today's episode is chapter 13 of my book, Party Like It's 1999. If you remember my last one, which would have been done on Friday, is all about the chance meeting at a Kinko's. Now, those of you too young to remember what Kinko's is, Mailbox, etc., Mailbox Express, UPS Store, those basically took the place of Kinko's. And it was at that Kinko's in Santa Barbara, California, where I ran into a friend that I used to work at a skateboard company with, and he gave me a contact, a little piece of paper that had a name on it. And in the last episode, I talked about contacting that person. Her name was Michelle, and uh, she worked for ESPN. And she said that, uh, got, got your resume. I mean, I got your info. Sounds like a good thing. I sent her my resume. She liked the resume. And it was after she looked at my resume and saw all this radio stuff. She was like, yes, I want to come and see you do your work. 
your radio work that you speak so highly of on your resume. I can't wait to come and see you do that. And then I can, you know, decide whether we want to hire you at, ES hire you at ESPN to work X Games. So there you go. Plan was simple. The only bummer about that is I'd been fired from that job. Probably two, three months earlier. Okay? So now I got to think, how the heck... Am I going to invite this woman from ESPN, from X Games, to come on down, see me do the stuff that I do on a mic when I don't have a job anymore? I didn't know what to do. I was panicking. But now I was doing a surf report for free for the station, the new station, right? So I was basically an intern again. Wasn't getting paid. Just doing a surf report for free to try and get my foot back in the radio door that got shut, okay? So I didn't have any events. But there happened to be a guy who worked at that radio station who was the night DJ, basically doing the shift that I do currently for that station now. But he was the night guy. And I had met him years ago, and not years ago, but probably I think three years earlier when we're, and I was at the top of my game with the radio show I was doing for the morning state, the morning rock alternative rock station. We were number one in the market. I was doing all these live remotes everywhere. And he was the guy trying to break into radio. He shows up at a live remote that we're doing where we're trying to give away a car, right? Basically. And that was part of the, the whole radio remote that we were doing. It was a whole promotion. And he comes up to me and goes, hey, man, I want to talk to you about radio. So Mike's his name. And I go, Mike, yeah, sure, okay. Let's sit down. And I spent 45 minutes telling him the ins and outs and how I broke into radio and spent, I didn't even know the dude, just met him for the first time. And I spent 45 minutes. And you know what? That resonated with him. He thought about that and that stuck with him for so many years through his life because I did that. And so then I knew, well, I got Mike as a contact. He's a good dude. And he actually had a radio promotion that he was doing every single Thursday night at a college bowling alley by uh, University of Santa Barbara, by, by UCSB. And he'd have this college night where he'd jump on the mic, he'd play requests, they'd give away prizes, they'd do drawings, what have you, right? That was his job. And I'm like... Well, that's a way that I could show this person from ESPN. But it wasn't my job. It was his. But because I would welcomed him and had done so much and spent 45 minutes with him the time that I met him and took the time out of my schedule that day on a busy day trying to give away a car to spend that amount of time with him, it meant something to him. So Mike just told him, hey, how about if I jump down there, you know, on one of your college nights and just – Maybe jump on the mic a couple times, you know, be be on the microphone and do some of your giveaways and help out. And he's like, you know, Brad, you were there for me in the beginning. Yeah, sure. I'd love to do that for you, man. Be part of the show. We'll have a good time. So that was the plan. So I immediately call up this Michelle woman from ESPN and I and I leave her a message and tell her, hey, look, uh, I got my event. I do these Thursday nights at this college thing. I want you to come down. And see me jump on the mic. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that sounds good. So she left me a message back. We coordinated. We've ended up talking with each other. And then so there it was. The plan was set. For her to come down on a Thursday night during the, this night, 
<clears throat> during when my friend was doing the rock and bull and to get on the mic and do a couple of his giveaways and kind of get the crowd into it. And that's what I did. She shows up. And when she shows up, I said, Hey Mike. And look, I never told him. I never told And I, I, he's very successful right now. So he's doing quite well for himself. And I'll tell you that what he does in a second. But for him, I didn't tell him what was going on because he had a job, right? He was working. He was getting paid at the radio station. I was the one that was on unemployment and interning at a station doing a surf report. So I was using this opportunity to, to jumpstart my career and to get in with uh, ESPN and get in with X Games. And this was my opportunity right then and there. So, of course, I wasn't going to share the info with them right there on the spot. Because what if he took that job and then I still am without a job? I had a pregnant wife that we're about, or future wife that was about ready to get married to. So I had to think quick on this one. So she came out. I said, hey, Mike, let me grab the uh, the microphone and jump on there real quick. So he, grabbed me, he, he handed me the mic and I just freestyled a little bit. Hey, we're doing a giveaway, blah, 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 whatever. Whatever I said, didn't matter. She saw that I was comfortable. She says, great, okay. Tell you what, we got an event coming up. And I'm going to uh, hire you to come out there for that event. But this does not mean that you work for X Games, you work for ESPN. This is just, we're going to try you out an event. So there was an event coming up. It was 1999. Uh, it was at Lake Havasu. I think it was uh, Pennywise, 311. Uh, I forget who else was playing out there. But a bunch of bands were playing. And there was a skateboard contest. And some freestyle motocross and what have you. And I went out there and did that event. She's like, okay, all right, well, you don't suck at this. I mean, you're okay. It's not like you're, you know, inventing the wheel or anything like that. So she goes, all right, we got another event coming up. It's called X Games. We'll give you a shot at that. And so she gave me a shot to do X Games that very next year. I got to do X Games in the year 2000. Did my first one. And it was all, think back now, chance meeting at Kinko's, running into someone I used to work with, him having a contact at ESPN, him writing down the phone number, giving me the number, me contacting her, then having to send a resume, but not having a job, had to fake it that I still had the radio job. She didn't even know. She thought that's what I was doing in radio all along. I was faking it. I didn't have a job, but Mike let me jump on the microphone, and that was it. That was I was off to the races. By her seeing that and by me faking that, and some of you older folk out there may remember there's a Brady Bunch episode, I think, where Peter Brady got fired and had to fake that he still worked at the ice cream parlor. I kind of felt that way. Just to get it done. Because I always, and I've said this before on my podcast, that if you get me in front of somebody for the interview or you get me in front of someone so I can prove that I can do the job, I feel like 9.9 .9 out of 10, I'm going to pull this off. And that was a situation that I had to use at that job to fake it till I made it and pretend that I was doing that radio stuff and all I did was just jump on the microphone and show that I, I was comfortable because I'd done four years, let's be honest, and that goes back to you can't take the experience away from you. I'd done four years in radio at that point, so I already knew 
I already had the microphone skills. And that goes back to, I think, the last three or four podcasts I've continued to say, no matter anyone who fires you from a job and no matter how long you work there, you always gain experience and nobody can take the experience away that you earn when you do a job. And that's how I got it because I'd done four years of radio and the radio station that fired me thought I was going to just, you know, go away and just be nothing. But the experience I learned at that job taught me well, and it taught me how to be able to jump on a mic for like seriously five minutes and show someone from X Games, from ESPN, that I could get in there and I can do the job. And that's how it all worked out. And there you go. That is Chapter 13, Party Like It's 1999 of my book. Ninth Caller, tune in tomorrow, Chapter 14. My first Olympics will be in that one. Don't forget... Brad J-A-Y-M-C on all social media. Brad J-A-Y-M-C on social. And subscribe to my YouTube page, Tame Your Talent. And also my website, TameYourTalent.com. I'm Brad J. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget, 7 to midnight on the West Coast, KTYD.com is my radio show. Aerosmith is easy top. Everything in between. Classic rock. It's Brad J. Tame Your Talent. See ya.